Come on, Scully, it'll be a nice trip to the forest. Hello, and welcome to Condensed Truth. This week we watched Season 1, Episode 20, Darkness Falls. Uh, this episode aired April 15, 1994. It was written by Chris Carter, Laura's enemy, and directed by Joe Napolitano. This is the only episode he directed of The X-Files. Uh, I am your one of your hosts, Shelby. And I'm Laura. And this week we have a guest, Tori. Hey, what's up? Very happy to have Tori on. Um, Thanks for having she's me. She's one half of the the duo of the Best of the Americans podcast, which I was on. And is very good. It is very good. We are creating a TV Twitter extended universe podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's next? I can tell Shelby's been watching a Marvel show because now she's talking about extended <laughs> universes. Oh my god, you're calling me out. I am. <laughs> the beginning of the I've seen that WandaVision quote all over Twitter today. Oh, pers- the grief is <laughs> yeah. love oh, persevering? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a good line. It's a good line, but also like, okay, guys. Yes. <laughs> go to therapy. Any therapist will tell you that. I saw I saw something like, this is one of the greatest shows of like the last 15 years. I was like, excuse me. <laughs> it's not get carried away. <laughs> Like, I love Elizabeth Olsen, but, like, okay, let's... Guys, it's still Marvel. <laughs> They're absolutely wilding out. It, it was really pissing me off in, like, a really petty way. Uh, as someone who's, like, deeply passionate about TV. Like, why is this like, the show causing so much uproar about weekly television? It's insane. <laughs> it's... it's <laughs> it really is. It's wild. But I will say WandaVision, putting all the bad discourse aside it's a good show i know yeah i agree i like it <laughs> so <laughs> uh uh tori what is your relationship to the x-files okay i have exact dates and everything for you <laughs> oh perfect amazing <laughs> um okay so i started the show on april 1st 2015 finished Ooh. it finished it april 17th so it took me like a little over two weeks to watch like Nine seasons and two movies. <laughs> oh my god! Wow, I thought I was bad. It took oh me like god. two months. <laughs> like it's so fast. That's wild. I was doing nothing at the time, so <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm. <laughs> I was in college. <laughs> so you so I doing, was. I was functionally doing nothing. Yeah, so you were mostly doing nothing. Exactly. Uh, I'm not saying the X-Files is the reason I got a D in microbiology, but the X-Files is the reason I got a D in microbiology. <laughs> okay, to be fair to you, Shelby, as someone who got an A in microbiology at the same school, like, that class is hard. <laughs> it was extremely hard. I would have never taken microbiology, so. <laughs> I am I am throwing my microbiology A grade cloud out there. This is this is why you're the science corner person and I just not a lot. <laughs> I took like the lowest level science courses possible just to like get it out of the way. Like I took like climate <laughs> and geology nice. like 101. <laughs> it's like it's like well Shelby you've always been more of the ecology person and me more of the micromolecular person anyway, so that's why we suffered yeah, through I'm, organ fizz together. 
Yeah, I got good grades in my uh, classes that weren't uh, so molecularly focused. Yeah. For my mother who's listening, I, I got some good grades. <laughs> you got some great grades. So I watched this show because um, everyone was watching it on Tumblr at the time. I don't know why, but that's why I started watching the show. It was right around the revival. It was like right before it was announced, I think, when I watched it. Um, and it was before mm-hmm. it was in HD on Netflix. I remember that. <sighs> yes. And then it came out in HD in like May. So right after I watched it. Ugh. I remember being so <laughs> mad about that. But yeah, I love the Oh my show. god, the HD is so good. Yeah. I was like it was like my everything for like two years, probably. And then <laughs> life moves on. Chris Carter ruins your life. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, I know I know all that. Uh, uh, out of curiosity, have you seen season ten and eleven? I have, yes, I have. Your your fellow glutton for punishment. <laughs> Wait, have you guys not seen them? I I have. I saw the first episode of season ten and just like fucking couldn't. <laughs> I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't, Shelby. I'm sorry. Like I already knew. <laughs> and then just yeah, never have. Again. It's so. I I will say season eleven is like decent. It's like I don't know about that. It's <laughs> season eleven is decent. Not even ten. You're saying eleven. Ten is awful. Okay. Eleven is like obviously bad. this is gonna be bad. <laughs> eleven is just like a disaster. Like you see like David Duchovny's daughter and you're like, this cannot get worse. Like truly, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> they it was really just like they were just having fun, and I'm glad they were having fun because <laughs> some of us weren't. Like it just kept getting worse. Like I can see my like where I was like in my college dorm watching this just every week. Like, <laughs> please no. Yeah, I mean it was okay. It was bad, but I feel like after I watched ten and then I watched eleven, I was like, okay, this isn't that bad. I feel like that reflects less on like season eleven and more about how bad season ten was. To be fair, I don't remember. All I remember is the end of season eleven. To be honest, <laughs> so. <laughs> And like the the episode with Kumail, which is ten, right? Mm-hmm. Those are the yeah. only things I remember. I've blocked everything else out. Yeah, that's you're you're valid for that. <laughs> so our plot summary is that Mulder and Scully get a report on some loggers disappearing in the forests of Washington, and Mulder, based on a similar case in the 1930s, pulls some strings so they get assigned to the case. They meet up with a forest service ranger and security for the logging company, and both of them suspect that the culprits for the disappearance of the loggers are some eco-terrorists. However, it turns out that there are bugs that swarm and kill, draining all the liquid from a person's body, but are repelled by light. So at the end of the episode, it kind of devolves into just survive the night, and they eventually get rescued because we have 10 more seasons of this. (laughs) So that's basically the episode. Do y'all have any, well, actually, I'll start because I actually do have some opening thoughts because we were supposed to record this last weekend, Mm -hmm. but Texas got a lot of snow and it completely destroyed uh, everything. And so I thought it was very serendipitous that this was the episode we were covering immediately after Laura and I spending like four plus days without water. Mm -hmm. Yeah just like stuck inside and then i also like had to work like seven out of the like past eight days so you guys didn't go to cancun like i worked straight through last weekend as well 
No. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't get the invite. Yeah. Oh, you weren't on the text. We got to get on the text. Message don't, have the, don't have the stimulus money for that pit, for the plane ticket. <laughs> yeah. So, so a lot of this episode has a very uh, climate change message. And which I think at the time was kind of like, hey, have we considered that we're doing bad things? <laughs> <laughs> and now in 2021, it's just like, oh, no, we definitely know we were doing. Bad oh, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're living it. It was last last week. It was like 15 to 20 degrees. And this week it's 80. Yeah. Like we are doing bad things. <laughs> yeah. It was like nine <laughs> degrees on oh February 15th. And then what, like Wednesday, it was 80? Yeah, yeah, it was. I got in my car after work and because, you know, how cars, cars get hot. And I turned it on. My car said it was 97. Yeah. <laughs> so it is just, it's bad. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we, yeah. We've been having a rough, rough go. <laughs> yeah. Like, and yeah. So anyway, I think the climate change message in this episode, it was like a little bit quaint in the sense that it was like, <laughs> We should really consider what we do before we do these things. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, <laughs> didn't really we, we land. probably should have. We, we all should have listened to Chris Carter about this. <laughs> he did one thing right. This all could have been avoided. <laughs> uh, did y'all have any other thoughts about like general thoughts about the episode? Um, I really liked it. I think it's a really good like monster of the week episode. My wife is watching with me and she has like no x-files experience and so far of the four episodes we've watched this has been her favorite i think yeah it's a really good it's a really good monster episode mm -hmm. yeah it's one of the most memorable season one episodes to me um but also it kind of feels like ice it's like almost the exact same like beats as ice in the sense of like it's this mysterious thing that it, it, like the environment you better take care like don't dig yeah so it kind of felt totally. like and i i would say that i like ice better but i do still really like this episode um that's why i said i would do it obviously and i guess like the one thing i thought of is just that jacket oh like, my god yes <laughs> yes oh my gosh absolutely iconic yes just so absolutely that's the episode with the jacket that's that's like the main reason I was like, I'll do that. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. This is actually one of the first X-Files episodes I was shown. Actually, I think before you, Shelby, Emily made me watch because we were we were roommates sophomore year. And I think either freshman or sophomore year, she made me made me, quote unquote, watch some X-Files with her. And I think this is one of the episodes because like that jacket is so memorable. Mm hmm. There's a drawing of that jacket. Yeah. Like someone did artwork of that, like her in that jacket. And that's all I see. It's like they made it like giant and she's really tiny in it. And that's all I mean. <laughs> yeah, I have. Yes, I have. There's a picture of me from a local newspaper of wearing a similar jacket. It's not like the same, like exact colors. It's like purple instead of the like blue and the turquoise. But like it's very, very similar jacket. And like I also looked kind of swamped in it as a five-year-old <laughs> yeah iconic mm -hmm. love it would wear it now <laughs> absolutely yeah exactly uh so the this the cold open for this episode is there are a bunch of men in the forest of washington they're in the olympic national forest and they're all arguing and they they're talking about you know it's gonna get us but there's not any specifics and they all start running away but then we see some some 
something swarm. And uh, I like I like the the cold open. I don't think it's like one of their most memorable ones, but I thought it was good. But uh, then uh, we get to the, the 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 classic setup scene of Mulder and Scully in the basement, and he has prepared a, a slideshow uh, to brief her about the details of the case. And he this is one of his more dramatic ones slideshows because he has he, he has the picture of the loggers, and he's just like. And Scully's like, okay, what are we looking at? It's just a picture of them to loggers. And he goes, rugged, manly men in the full bloom of their manhood. <laughs> what a weirdo. <laughs> He's so weird. I would walk out immediately. <laughs> you know, and then Scully goes, well, what am I looking for? And he goes, Stra- anything strange, unexplainable, unlikely, boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but my absolute favorite moment of this scene is definitely when uh, <laughs> he has the slide of the loggers he presses it and they vanish and then it's just a blank slide he, he put in to really push his ho- point home <laughs> yeah he 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 just he lives for the drama of it all and this slideshow really encapsulated that <laughs> <laughs> this scene had a lot of really good quippy moments because my other line that i thought of is the mother saying or scully saying like oh what do you think, Bigfoot? He's like, that's a lot of flannel for to be shoving down even for Bigfoot. <laughs> I'm gonna... Okay, so I have a headcanon um, that these eco-terrorists are um, gay and <laughs> because of the cold open. <laughs> I was like, oh, so they're gay eco-terrorists. This is great. <laughs> um, just like all eco-terrorists are gay, I think. And um, yeah, <laughs> little homophobic there, uh, Mulder. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> like, back off. <laughs> uh, and then we that ends with Mulder saying the line that eventually pays off at the end where he says, come on, Scully, it'll be a nice trip through the forest. <laughs> when that comes back around, it's like, so I laugh every time. <laughs> you big fucking idiot. <laughs> Yeah, they work for the X-Files. When have they ever had a normal trip through the forest? No trip through the forest sounds nice. <laughs> we didn't talk about ice, but they like went to like Alaska and like were very close to killing each other. <laughs> it's like they never go somewhere and like have a normal time. No. The man is a dumbass. <laughs> but um oh, like this this episode uh it was shot in like the it was shot in the winter. And apparently it was such a nightmare because, like, it just rained constantly, which you can see in the episode because they're, like, soaking at points. Like, one day it was raining so hard they had to, like, cancel the set. So it was just, like, such a nightmare episode to produce. Uh, and then they meet they meet the Forest Service Ranger, which my, my note on it, first of all, he introduces himself as Larry Moore. I think that's an awful name. Like, the name doesn't fit him. So <laughs> I will just be calling him Freddy. <laughs> Freddy the Forest Stranger. <laughs> yes, because everybody else just calls him Freddy. <laughs> because it's like the the feds. He says that's what the eco-terrorists call him. So I think Freddy is a better name for him. But he's played by Jason Begay, who is actually a childhood friend of David Duchovny. Oh, um, nice. My other little fun note is that Jason, well, it's not that fun, but Jason was in Scientology for a while. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> a little fun note. Was he in Scientology at this point? At the point of this uh, no, episode? I, well, he said ninety four, so I don't know. Yeah, so he was he was in Scientology for a while, 
but he he finally got out and yeah, apparently yeah. david duchovny was labeled as suppressive person <laughs> because like when jason was explaining scientology to him david duchovny just kept laughing <laughs> <laughs> that should be honestly, everyone's reaction yeah honestly yes. goals i want to be labeled as a suppressive person by the church of scientology yeah, it's, it's like, kind of cool it's they're making David Duchovny seem really cool. My roommate in college did like a whole report on Scientology, and we like pretended we went to the one in Boston, like pretend Scientology, because she needed information, and they still call her and email her to this day. Oh, <laughs> oh my, my god! Goodness. Terrifying. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so. That's why my I, I let every time someone mentions it, I'm always like, David Duchovny's a suppressive person, which I think is a really cool cred. <laughs> Tom Cruise runs the other way. <laughs> <laughs> Goals again. <laughs> this this is why David Duchovny's uh, movie career floundered. In Freddy's universe. The Church of Scientology just suppressed his talent. Did you guys see like when the, the male, you know, the male robot Twitter account? Yes. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen the tweet where it was like, <laughs> I forget how it was worded, but they basically called like, they said my favorite like acting robot is David Duchovny or something. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yosa, I think that's a line from Futurama. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like, I think we're going to talk about this at other points where he does episodes that I think he's like really... He does really well, but sometimes I can never tell if it's just like him or if it's just like he's acting next to Jillian Anderson. Yeah, and like Like, her good acting is like making him seem good. Like everybody would look like a screw up next to her unless you're like her same quality, you know? Yeah. (laughs) There's some episodes where you're just like, wow, like this is really good. Why have you not been doing this the entire time? Right. I think it. It's like some episodes. It's just like like he amps it up to meet her, and then whenever he doesn't do that, though, it's like, why? Why are you here? <laughs> We're being very harsh to him. Well, maybe he deserves. It. I don't know. <laughs> this this scene also has the very iconic Scully jacket we were just talking about. She just so nineties, so incredible. <laughs> so nineties. I I love when they're in outdoor gear. They look so fun. Yeah, it's just <laughs> the best look for her. Like they either have like the longest p like button-up coats like down to the floor or like this <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes exactly so uh Mulder scully the freddy and the security guy whose name is humphreys are driving up to the base camp but they run over a cow trip left by the eco-terrorists so two of their four tires are flat now <laughs> and uh my favorite <laughs> my favorite moment in the scene is like when Mulder, i think scully was like Okay, well, how do we get up there? And the guy's like, we have to hike. Their faces. And Mulder and Scully just had this, like, mm. <laughs> Those city slickers. Like, leave just, me here just to die, Just a nice please. trip to the forest. <laughs> but they manage to hike up, and they get to the base. And the base is like, there's food out, so it's very clearly like they left in a hurry. <laughs> Mulder finds weed. <laughs> <laughs> a giant Which bag so, of weed <laughs> he was so excited about <laughs> and you go do you find anything and he's like party favors <laughs> i like 
like, I mean, I would like to note that none of them smoked any of that weed when they were stuck in that cabin. Why? If I knew I was about to die. I mean, just take it all in. I was going to say, they were so nervous. Like, why didn't they just smoke some weed? It could have made them... Yeah, absolutely. Like, like you know what helps you sleep? Weed. Like, But they didn't. But so... so- Chris Carter put that in for no reason. Right. <laughs> this was a checkoff suite. <laughs> yeah, it was there and then it just like disappeared. What happened? What happened to the bag of weed molder? Okay, what did you do with it? He stashed it away. The aliens took it. Uh, but on top of that, all the trucks had been sabotaged by the eco-terrorist. So they they're hiking in the woods and they find a cocoon and they winch Scully up to the cocoon the cocoon to cut it down. And there's a body in it, and the body is completely desiccated. And I don't quite follow how these bugs picked a body up and put it... In a tree? They just didn't explain that. (laughs) They mention it, but they don't explain it. These bugs, there's so many of them. Maybe they're, like, powerful, like, ants. Like, there's so many of them that when they work together, they can lift an adult man up in, like, 20 feet into a tree. And this, this body is something else it's like the work of right. 90s television <laughs> it's not as bad as what's the the space what are the graphics in that episode space there's all <laughs> oh yeah 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 with the the those were bad <laughs> this one yeah like the, the graphics like aren't great they're not but- terrible everything it's yeah not they're the not worst. terrible it's not the worst like mummified body i've ever seen i guess <laughs> It looks like a paper mache body. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a fun like sixth grade project. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That, that's 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 what the X Files is. A fun, uh, a sixth, fun grade sixth grade project. project. <laughs> I would. That's, that's, that's the education level that Chris Carter is working on. <laughs> I would like to point out that, that they hoisted Scully up into that tree because she's like the smallest person. Like, it's kind of the equivalent of, like, getting the middle seat because you're the smallest person in the back seat when the car is yes. Like, that fucking sucks for her. Yeah. It was It was also funny. To, it was funny to me because I, I saw that scene. I was like, why the hell are they making Scully do this? Like, Jillian Anderson's pregnant. I know. <laughs> Get David to come to these, like, long-ass legs to just leap over and, I don't know, climb up the tree or something. <laughs> At the base camp, the security guy uh, runs into Spinny, one of the eco-terrorists. So him and him and Spinny keep arguing, and I just like to say that like Mulder and Scully look very miserable being thrust into this argument that they have. They seem to have no stake in, <laughs> and is tiring them immensely. Yes. This guy is the worst. This l- logger yeah, guy. Yeah, he's the capitalist. They've really made him. <laughs> Awful. They made him awful yes. on purpose. Like you may not care you may not care about trees, but you're gonna hate this guy. So. I feel like right. I feel like this is how like everyone in Washington is. You're either like an eco-terrorist or like a raging gun-wielding conservative capitalist or like the Forest Service guy stuck in the middle. Like those are your options. Uh yeah, he's awful. He sucks. Yeah. They he also Earlier, he had a line where he was just like, man, like, what if they put these cow chips in Washington, D.C.? People would care more. And it's like, I think now people would probably be really right for it. Right. Also, like, just that argument is, like, so used by, like, 
rural conservatives like i don't know how many times because i'm from a really i'm from a small town and it like in rural like west texas and it's like i don't know how many times that logic was just like thrown at you for like nothing like and it's so hard to argue (laughs) against because like there's nothing you can say that's going to get them to not think that that was like some like ace up their sleeve or something it's like who the fuck cares (laughs) totally so they hike out um because spinny says they're cutting down old growth trees and the forest service guy's like are they (laughs) which like yeah of course they (laughs) absolutely (laughs) and so they're they're on a hiking mission and they find this very old huge tree it was very it's I've never been up to the Pacific Northwest, but it looks, the forest looks amazing. And like, it, it really captures the atmosphere really well. I think shooting in Vancouver was such a big asset for the show because it was such a unique locale. Mm-hmm. I also did love that, like, so there's like cut down, like, they say it's a 500 year old tree. And Mulder, like, stands up on the stump of the tree. And it kind of reminded me of, like, when those, like, little dogs like to climb on the kitchen <laughs> counter to feel tall. <laughs> Because he's just, like, perched up there, and then he, like, cut, like, he squats, and he's like, what is this? Oh my gosh. And the, like, the, like, forest park ranger, like, Freddy is just like, oh, I need to get a core sample, do something actually useful so we can have some actual data and information to work with. Mulder. They're all over him. <laughs> and he's just, like, he's trying to see how he can connect the aliens and <laughs> What is wrong with this boy? So much. <sighs> But the tree, there's like a, a ring inside, like closer to the center. That's it's it, it's just like very clearly different. So the you know the forest ranger takes a core sample of it and takes it back. And the security guy has not stopped complaining the entire time. <laughs> and he decides I'll hike back and I'll call someone on the radio that will actually do what I want y'all to do. <laughs> and the spinny's just like sit, let him go. I don't care if no, he dies. Please let him go. Let him go. I like how the security guard is telling two FBI agents constantly to, like, arrest this eco-terrorist, and Mulder and Scully are both like, we don't fucking care. <laughs> it's like, like, and do what? Like, it takes it more than a day to hike out of here. Like, we don't have anything. <laughs> what, what exactly does he want him to do? <laughs> Utterly baffling. Uh, but, oh, there was also, uh, they go back to the base, and they're looking at the core samples, Freddy took and they see like little bugs. So Mulder's mind goes into hyperdrive. He's like, okay, let, let me figure out how this is an X file. And he's like, okay, maybe there was a volcanic eruption however many years ago and the radiation messed up these bugs and they've just been in the tree. And Scully's like, oh, I don't think it would happen that fast. Uh, <laughs> like, the, I don't think the radiation would fuck up the bugs. And so he's like, okay, well, maybe it's an extinct bug species. <laughs> Which leads to, like, one of my favorite, spoiler alert, but it's going to be my Scully sassy moments, <laughs> when he's talking about the amoeba, the brain-eating amoeba, <laughs> and she's just like, a brain-sucking amoeba. It's a single-celled <laughs> organism. <laughs> I I will actually have, have a bone, I have a bone to pick here with Scully. Um, okay. When she talks about how she doesn't think that mutations that a mutation couldn't happen that fast. I think, uh, and this is on Chris Carter, so since he wrote the episode or whatever. Um, yeah, <laughs> so mutations can happen fast. Uh, mut- mutations can happen super fast. Evolution is what takes time. 
So I think he put in the word mutation whenever he meant the word evolution, um, because that, yeah, a mutation can happen from radiation, like, instantly. So that's, like, why Mm -hmm. sunburns are bad. But, you know, uh, yeah, I was like, no, that's, that's actually, that's actually fine. That's, yeah. I knew that. (laughs) (laughs) I thought the the science of this episode was, like, decently solid for like oh, yeah, a totally. show but there was like a few moments where i was like <laughs> i don't know about yeah, that same this finney has a great line here he says maybe they were lying dormant for hundreds of years maybe they woke up hungry dun, dun, dun. <laughs> bah. uh and then of course we get to the scene where the security guy finally dies Yay. <laughs> rest rest in piss <laughs> i forgot he died so early so when it happened i was like bye <laughs> I also love he hiked down and then he like got there and he's like, oh, the keys aren't here. It's like, you hiked down <laughs> without knowing you had the what car. What a dumbass. <laughs> Man. <laughs> also, the tires were busted and he didn't do anything that helped that. Like, he just stormed. He stormed out in the huff and then he died. It happens. And I think this is like following. I'm not like a big horror fan, but like, isn't it the idea that like sometimes like death is punishment? <laughs> So, like, him being so foolhardy is, like, this is his punishment is dying, uh, which is served. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's fine. <laughs> he won't be missed. Um, but the the scene where he dies, I thought was pretty cool. Like, the, the bugs, I mean, even though the, like, animation was kind of crap, but, like, the bugs coming into the vent was mm-hmm. pretty cool. Then we're back at the base camp, and it's morning, I think. And Spinny is trying to sneak out. And Mulder catches him. <laughs> and Spinny's trying to take a, a car battery and some of the gas. Uh, and Mulder catches him and points his gun at him. He's just like, you know, he's like, we have a Jeep that works. I just got to hike over, rescue my friends, take the Jeep, and I'll come back and get y'all. And, of course, we talked about this last episode. Now, Mulder's very trusting for someone oh on the show God. with limited talents, being trust no one. And so he's like, okay. He just lets him go. I know. I was like, why didn't he like at least go with him? That way it's like a guarantee that he would have to like make sure that they come back. Like, I get why why y'all are so pissed. I thought the move was, I mean, it works out. Yeah, so it's like I'm fine. Surprised. But I was like. <laughs> this is Mulder tacitly. He's like, he's, he's like, okay, I trust this eco-terrorist. And it's like. Yeah, my why notes not? are just like so many question marks. Like, what is he doing? <laughs> yeah, like I, it, it was. I love a good yeah. eco terrorist too, Mulder. But like, come on. <laughs> and then I would like to know that Mulder like is keeping this generator on that they now no longer have a way to refuel on during the middle of the day and coming out of like a natural disaster where people do not have power. It's like turn that shit off if it's daylight. <laughs> He, he needs that AC. Like, yeah, we're like, literally light will keep them alive. It's like, turn that shit off, you dumbass. <laughs> I love how he let him take the gas, t- like the gas tank without realizing that was the last of their gas. Because like when, when the Freddy tell, like, because then the, you know, the Forest Service guy's like, hey, where'd the gas tank go? <laughs> and Mulder's like, oh, Spinny took it, you know? <laughs> and Mulder seemed surprised when, it, when he pointed out that like that was the last of their gas. <laughs> So, so he was just like, oh, sure, take this gas and we're not oh using God. it. It's the fact that he like came up to him with a gun and was like, where are you going? And then he's like, oh, yeah, I guess you can go. That's cool. 
Yeah. <laughs> Take all of the rest of our gas for the generator and the car battery. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Bye. Have fun. You seem like you need it more than us. It's called being kind. <laughs> yeah, so the... Freddy says, hey, where'd our gas go? And they get into an argument. And Mulder, in a, a, a fit of being frustrated and embarrassed, he goes to the ba- the bedroom to sulk. <laughs> and Scully comes in there. <laughs> and I just wanted to say that her outfit here is so good. She looks so much like a yes. 90s mom. She's wearing vest. like a denim button-up with like a black vest over it. And like black pants. And then they get into this married couple <laughs> argument. And it's like my parents in the 90s. <laughs> I can I can joke about it. It's fine. They're divorced. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh I did I did really appreciate Scully's line here where Mulder's like, "Well, what have you what would have you done in that situation?" <laughs> Which is a valid question to ask anybody. And her answer is very clear as she said you mean would i have made a decision by myself that would have affected the whole group queen queen <laughs> and Mulder's like okay well like, let's forget about that <laughs> no drag him like he he knew he was got <laughs> um so they they decide to tarp over all the windows to try to keep the bugs out in case the generator fails in the middle of the night so this is this is like a really tense scene that i thought was really good in that it really did and reading reading a little bit about the production is really interesting because it seemed like the tensions in the crew were really high too so so some of it felt really natural like them feeling really tense about what's happening and then like when they're filming it they're really tense because it's just so rainy and so miserable and they're out in the middle of nowhere and so I thought that was kind of funny where it's just like, oh, yeah, like, I wonder how much actually was involved in just, like, being miserable. In the <laughs> yeah, they looked, like, really tired and miserable, like, genuinely. And we say this as if they're not making, like, more money than we'll, we'll ever see in our life. It's <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> really hard for David to come to in the forest. <laughs> Man, they're so miserable. <laughs> Yeah, he he put in the work, so now he could just make albums, Stop. making like mutter making three times my annual salary. <laughs> he's he's writing books. I, honestly, I think it's a fun. Mo- I think I think his career trajectory is really fun. Of like <laughs> going from being a movie star and a TV actor, and he's just like, oh, I'm just writing books, making albums. I have, I have now. no interest in reading anything he has ever written or listening to any of his music ever. <laughs> Have you ever have you ever listened to his music? No, no, no. I, 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 like I don't think I could. <laughs> Honestly, there's like, a video I, of me listening to like <laughs> what a journey. <laughs> I've I've been like so tempted, but like part of me is like it's it's more fun to like very resolutely decide not to. Yeah, I genuinely mind. think that like I couldn't handle it. You should. <laughs> You're doing better no. than me. I I would probably be open. <laughs> I would be open to reading one of his books because I did read that book that like Gillian Anderson co-wrote with somebody. I don't know if y'all read that. It was okay. It was, you, know, you know. She she co-wrote. <laughs> it was like a trilogy and I read the first one. <laughs> yeah, she wrote this book. <laughs> which I imagine was just her like sending her emails to this guy of like plot ideas. <laughs> Cause it was a weird book. It was she, like weird. half ghost wrote it. 
Um, so, but she's definitely thriving up the two of them. Oh, yeah, she's sure. probably going to win sure. a Golden Globe tomorrow. It's fine. <laughs> she's also like good, good for her, beautiful and gorgeous, and he just and looks he like is. a creaky skeleton. She like <laughs> she's getting more more beautiful with age. He's literally melting. <laughs> yeah, she's like the one white woman that is aging better, and like David Duchovny is just getting worse and worse. <laughs> Okay, if I if I'm allowed to slightly defend David Duchovny, <laughs> I did see a picture of him with the beard recently. He looked pretty good. He was he was doing some press for his new book, <laughs> yeah. which I read the so, description of, and it was very. So funny. you're telling me he looks good whenever his facial hair is hiding most of his face? <laughs> yes, and it was like a little gray. It was it was hot. <laughs> Was he was he wearing glasses, Shelby? Because you, you do have a thing for guys with glasses. No, I don't think so. No. You're right. I think he put them on to read his book. <laughs> there you go. <sighs> <laughs> anyway, back to the episode. <laughs> so they're 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 holding out, waiting trying to make it through the night and Scully sees in the corner where there's a shadow. She can see the bugs. And so she's like, gets closer. And while she's getting closer, there's a shadow that crosses over her hand and she sees the bugs on her. And so she starts freaking out and Mulder has to calm her down. <laughs> and he just says, no, they're like every, the bugs are everywhere. I think that's what this film is. Cause there's been like a, a residue over everything. And he's like, I think the light stops them from swarming. Which scientifically, I think is nonsense. Yeah. yeah. I think I, I think the eco-terrorists just don't clean their kitchen very often. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think, like, I, I'm willing to give sci-fi, like, a decent pass on, like, a lot of science stuff. And so I don't think the fact that some of the bug stuff is, like, weird really weighs it down or anything. But it is funny. <laughs> yeah. So they luckily make it through the night, but now they're out of gas because of a certain someone. Dumbass. <laughs> who shall remain nameless. <sighs> and so they take it, they take a tire from one of the trucks, because their plan is to take one of the tires, patch it up, take the other spare, and manage to, as Mulder says, like limp down the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> they get to the car and they're it was a great, I love the image of Humphrey's just like his face against the mirror, dead, looking awful. <laughs> but I did love the like very horrified look <laughs> on his face. It was a great shot, in my opinion. R.I.P. Rest in piss. <laughs> <laughs> but Mulder's trustiness pays off for him, because of course it does. <laughs> and Spinny comes back and picks him up, and they're driving down, and a cow trip takes out their vehicle because, of course, it does. They really just riddled these roads. <laughs> that, was, that was definitely like whenever <laughs> Freddie was like, it's kind of like shooting yourself in the foot. I was like, yeah, no, he's right. He's right this time. Mm hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and Spinny gets out of the car and immediately gets swarmed, and I think he dies, right? Yeah, I mean, he, I think like, so. He runs away. He runs into like, the darkness. <laughs> get back in the car. Yeah, I I don't get why yeah. like staying in the like headlight beams wouldn't save you. <laughs> I 
I got That's confused true. by that. Yeah, there was a lot I, of I also him. like they would have road flares at least, right? Like to me, this whole this is a mm-hmm. good episode, but like the whole plot could be blown by the fact that like I think if you're living in rural Washington and or an eco terrorist, you would have like road flares and matches and a way to make a fire and I don't know some uh non electricity dependent light source throughout the entire thing. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, he he doesn't seem like a smart eco-terrorist. So <laughs> <laughs> But and and if if he if they live, why doesn't he live? <laughs> they just like don't know he's out there, so they just left his body, I guess. I guess well maybe it's maybe it's more like he he died due to like being exposed to the el- the cold so long, like the elements. Yeah, oh yeah, that could be true too. I don't know. I have I have a simpler reading of why he died. In that this is the centrist move of the annoying eco-terrorist and the annoying security guard mm-hmm. both have to die. Mm-hmm. You're so right. <laughs> and our solution it to, is our our solution to climate change is a middle of road no. solution. No, <laughs> that's why the Forest Service guy survived. That's why Mulder <laughs> survived. Centrism is a disease. It's because they're centrists. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're doing, Chris Carter, and to that I say it was. Nine degrees last week, <laughs> and it's 80 now. <laughs> to that, we say, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, I just spent a week in which, in order to flush my toilet, I stole water from my pool. I melted snow. Compl- oh my god. I melted snow. I took pool water to flush my toilet. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> we got our water back on with just like it with like enough to flush like with just enough time to where we didn't have to like start taking pool water because all of the snow had melted um and our pool is further away from our apartment than from your apartment Shelby <laughs> so we were yeah. about to like take bowls down there and then like finally our water came back yeah yeah you don't realize how much a toilet how much water a toilet uses until you have to manually so much <laughs> So oh much God. unnecessary to use that much water. Uh, maybe Matt Damon has a point. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so <laughs> Spinny dies, and they're in the car, and the bugs swarm them. But luckily, the government <laughs> of all people comes in last minute to save them. We love the government, and so they're recovering from. <laughs> Uh, it's just it's just Mulder doing that uh Krasnstein tweet where he's just like we love the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> so they're recovering from their injuries in a facility and they're under quarantine. And they have very fun outfits and it's just all white with just a completely sterile looking <laughs> room. The people are so weird too. Like <laughs> The guy Mulder talks to is the weirdest person ever. Like, what? He, he's so weird. <laughs> yeah. Why does he talk yeah. that way? He just has such a weird way. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was so weird. <laughs> I, yeah, it was. <laughs> I wonder if it's just like he's he's Canadian and he's like focusing so much on not saying like that. <laughs> <laughs> to emote. Sorry to any Canadians listening. <laughs> Yes, we love you. You brought us the x <laughs> But we are per- perpetuating stereotypes about your accent. <laughs> uh, and and this, is the, this is the point where the line comes back where Mulder's talking to the guy, which I like my other not, my, my science nitpick of this moment was that uh, he says that 
they found the compound luciferin, and then he calls it an enzyme, but it wouldn't be an enzyme. Luciferin Mm -hmm. is the compound, and luciferase is the enzyme, because... Yeah, so enzymes true. have ace as <laughs> uh, they have ace as yep, the suffix always. to denote that they're enzymes. Anyway, that's my very very minor nitpick. I, I will also nitpick this moment because again, Shelby's right. It's not an enzyme if it doesn't end in ace. But also, what does this mean? Like, <laughs> like what we aren't we aren't told what this does like to humans because humans don't have luciferases, and so like I looked them up a little bit. And like, cause you know, like fireflies have them and like, they mostly just like bind with oxygen and that's how they create like the bioluminescent reaction. The fireflies are really interesting. They require ATP, which is the energy molecule to make this reaction as well. But it's like, other than that, that's like all there really is. So like, what, what does this matter? How is this right. causing what is pain? This, yeah. How does this yeah. dehydrate everyone, but not affect their lungs? <laughs> If they if it binds yeah, with oxygen, yeah, it was um, yeah. I think he said his like lungs, his his lung. I don't know if he said like exam or whatever came back good. Yeah. So Chris Carter didn't. Yeah, think, this is he this was very hand waving. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This this moment was pretty hand wavy, which I don't know. I'll allow because I think I, yeah, it it it's it wasn't so annoying that it was just constantly like this doesn't right. make any sense, but it's it's. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those things when you start to think about it a little more critically, it falls apart pretty easily. But like, if you just take it like as it is, it's actually it's a really good episode. It's a really good story. Yeah, totally. So did y'all have any concluding thoughts about the episode? If I have anything. I feel like I've I've said a lot. (laughs) I liked it. (laughs) My concluding thought is I liked it. It has it has the best (laughs) jacket. So thank you for that. Yes, we love an episode of fashion icons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. I chose this episode for the list because it's a pretty solid Monster of the Week episode. And I really enjoy it. And I, I do like the climate change aspect to it. It really gives it a weight to the sh- the episode for sure. And it just so happened that it turned out that we watched it. And a point where <laughs> we were having a not fun time <laughs> due to climate change. But... <laughs> uh. Yeah, I think it's a really solid episode, and it's really interesting, and I think it has some very great uh, Vancouver work in the forest, and I think it looks really cool. And it really is showing off, like, what the locale brings to the X-Files. It's a very pretty episode. It is. It's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now we have our segments, and we start off with how annoying was Mulder this episode? Agent Mulder. Shut up, Mulder. Damn it, Mulder, Mulder! And, as always, I will start off. Because I expect to get some pushback, I'm giving him a three. Oh my god, Chubby. I don't think he was annoying at all, and I thought he was kind of fun. I will say that if he was wrong about Spinny and they died, I would be giving him a ten. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will go next. I will go next, because we'll leave, we'll leave towards his friends. I give him an eight, like a full-on eight, like almost a nine in this episode. Like, he was like he was he was such a dumbass like like just like that is just his personality it's not an excuse like like Mulder use your brain like oh my god like he only uses his brain for like quips and then it like almost gets them killed 
and or like <laughs> endangered like multiple times in this episode and like his I love like it's so funny to me thinking about his dumbass line about like it'll be a nice trip to the forest at the beginning and then at the very end like Scully's unconscious <laughs> and it's like <laughs> Ward and he's like is she okay and the dude is like well Barely. she almost wouldn't have made it if it had been a couple hours and this dumbass is like oh I was I told her it was gonna be a nice trip to the forest like <laughs> what? Uh, what? If you ignore that, he was great. Oh my god! <laughs> and like, if you ignore thirty minutes of the episode, he's he's like, he's like, whenever like Scully gets rightfully mad at him for letting the eco terrorists go with all of their gas and the car battery, he's like, well, he like tries to defend himself. It's like, no, dude, just just admit you made a dumbass mistake. <laughs> just just admit it. <laughs> So yeah, he's he's an eight, almost pushing a nine for me. Eight point five, solid eight point five. Okay. Okay. Well, Tori. I originally had him at a ten. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but then I was like, no, the Freddy guy was like way more annoying, so he gets the ten, <laughs> and I bumped it down to a nine. <laughs> oh my God. Like solely I'm for letting saving. that man drive off with their gas <laughs> car. <laughs> I I just I when we get to the episode where I give him a ten, it's just gonna be so powerful. Oh my god! <laughs> well, okay, uh, that's that's certainly a rating. <laughs> We're running the full gamut, anyway. <laughs> and so uh, next is Scully's sassiest moment. So uh, this must be the enigmatic agent scully uh tori do you want to go first sure okay mine is when she says you mean what i've made a decision by myself that would have affected the whole group <laughs> yes that is also my sassiest moment <laughs> that's a really good moment yeah <laughs> as as i mentioned earlier it was her line delivery on oh brain sucking a me <laughs> The moment, like, that is, like, my notorious moment just, like, really highlights, like, women using their brains and, like, maybe considering the entire picture instead of just being like, yeah, okay, you seem like a trustworthy dude, which, like, yeah, but <laughs> maybe don't let him take all of the gas. <laughs> yeah, that's valid. <sighs> and lastly, we have our 90th moment of the episode. Welcome. You've got mail. Laura, do you want to go first? Uh, yeah. So I feel like the jacket is like the big like cop out because it is amazing. So I feel like that's just kind of like the blanket answer. But um, I will also say uh, the giant bag of weed randomly being there is very <laughs> 90s. Like, also, the weed looked bad. Yeah. It, <laughs> Raina mentioned that too. Raina was like, that looks like shitty weed. It's like it's also a lot, and she was like, "Yeah, it's about a quarter." Um, they only had mids in the nineties. <laughs> uh, yeah, like just a random bag of weed because it's Washington, and I don't know if weed was legal there then, but like I guess, or I guess it's more maybe it's more of the like eco terrorists are all like tree hugging potheads. Um, so I guess that the the big bag of weed, <laughs> I, I feel like that 
didn't need to be there or have to be there and wouldn't be there now. Only in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tori, you want to go next? Yeah, I had the coat. And also just like, it's one of those things where it's like, this could have been solved if everyone had like a cell phone or something. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Cell phone like or some matches. Like having to get like the radio and stuff to work. <laughs> <laughs> it's like plot. Did you just imagine Mulder like texting uh, Skinner and be like, Scully and I are in danger, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like to imagine him trying to send that text, like holding his phone up towards the sky, <laughs> walking around trying to get service. Uh, uh, mine was... I was going to do either Scully's denim jacket or the neon coat, but I actually decided to do uh, the eco-terrorist plotline. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> because, um, mostly because I, I kind of wanted to talk about how, like, the fact that the U.S. government went so hard against eco-terrorists and, like, labeled it as terrorism, that they're not really, like, thing anymore. Like, not like they don't exist, but, like, what they what you might consider like eco-terrorism is usually currently manifest as like anti-pipeline protest native americans defending their land yeah yeah like that's that's more like where we end up as far as like that goes and also yeah because like they got labeled as terrorists and so if you got caught doing anything that they can construe as eco-terrorism you got put in prison for 50 years to life you know and I actually I did some little a little bit of research and I found this article from the FBI site from 2008. It had a very peculiar line. Ooh boy, 2008 FBI. <laughs> so the the line they're talking about ecoterrorism and they had a very peculiar line in it. Again, this is from 2008. Together, ecoterrorists and animal rights extremists are one of the most serious domestic terrorism threats in the U.S. today. For several good reasons. L-O-L. Oh my god. <laughs> and so I think we all can do a big hmm on that one. <laughs> really, really missed the mark there. In 2008. Yeah. In 2008. This is like... Okay, so this was before Obama got elected, because it's in June. But even then, like... Yeah. <laughs> That's this white su- white supremacists are not a new problem. That is, <laughs> and yet eco terrorism is the biggest threat according to the FBI. Someone pouring sugar into a gas canister of a bulldozer in Washington is the biggest threat to me. <laughs> Hash- hashtag very uh, end of the George W. Bush era. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. <sighs> so I think I think that's going to be my Najee's moment. Yeah, yeah, you're you're on point with that. Uh, yeah, I say, Tori, where can uh, people find more of your stuff in your podcast? That's very good. Um, you can go to you can just search it's Best of the Americans that you watch podcast on wherever you get podcasts. Um, you can follow the Twitter account. It's Best of Americans. Um, if you finish the Americans, otherwise, I would advise against following the Twitter account. Um, and then my Twitter account is just Tori Lasso. Watch Ted Lasso. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did watch it and I thought it was pretty solid. Thanks. <laughs> I, <worked laughs> I did it because, y- yeah, y'all wouldn't stop tweeting about it. So. 
I had to be in the know. <laughs> yeah, y'all, y'all should listen to the podcast. It's very good. And I was on season one, episode four, In Control, if you would like to hear more of yes, me. Yes, we just... And I'll be on it again. Yeah, we just so. finished season one, season two. Um, we just recorded last night, so the first episode. Um, That's exciting. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you liked the episode. Um, if you would like to follow us on Twitter, we are Condensed Truth on Twitter. If you'd like to email us, we're condensedtruthpod at gmail.com. And next time, I'm not going to say a week because I probably will not edit this in all week. <laughs> but next time, <laughs> we will be recording... Uh, an episode we will be recording and talking about season one episode 24 the Erlenmeyer flask it is the season one finale uh so we'll talk about that and then we'll probably have a bit of a season one wrap up so we hope you all tune in next time and watch the episode with us and yeah thank you for tuning in again and thank you for thank you to tori for coming on it was a blast absolutely you'll have to come back on at some point i will (laughs) perfect perfect yes uh and yeah that's the end of the podcast thank you bye bye